0: for the radio show I wrote when I could but Adele was the center of everything we often felt very close to one another even in the midst of this ordeal at one point she apologized for being grumpy and asked whether I forgave her I forgave her she was in fact wonderful throughout intelligent, brave and loving at times we spoke or interacted and she was just as she always was Momentarily, it was as if this crisis wasn't real. But there were other times when she was sick, queasy, unable to eat, fatigued. We kept up our rituals as well as we could. I know she's dead. But I also know that as long as I am alive... will be alive and if my work lives she will live in it and I know that her own work will be intertwined with mine I'm putting together another book of her haiku it's tentatively titled early the next day there are many beautiful poems that have not yet seen the light I had hoped to edit the book with her But that wasn't possible. She writes in peaceful walk, the water lapping against the stone barrier, the sun on my face. I wrote How can there be sunlight? And you not in it These are fragments of feeling that I've produced during Adele's sickness and after her death.
1: I hope if she hears them, they please her. Thank you, Jack. Those were beautiful. It was when I heard Adele reading her haiku that I first learned about linked haikus. I was sitting with the poet laureate of Alameda, Mary Rudge, and I turned to Mary and I said, I'm... Haikus, just three lines, because Adele's poems were going on, and she said, "This she writes in linked haikus. In other words, all of those lines are linked, and all of those lines are haikus." She was she technically thought of as
0: sequences. Yes, yes.
1: she w- she w- she demanded a lot of herself technically. Sure, and of course, she was full of feeling and full of charm. Yes, her eyes always kind of twinkly. She, oh, she seemed like she was ready for mischief at any moment.
0: <laughs> Being married to me was a primary act of mischief.
1: So we have come to that part of the program where it's time for a station ID, because these remarkable words that you're hearing from Jack and from Adele Foley are here on KPFA. Pacifica Radio. You're still listening to KPFA FM, and this is Open Book with Jack Foley and Nina Serrano on our first-of-the-month joint experimental programs of poems, songs, stories, and literary commentary. All kinds of stuff. Today, July 6th, is going to be another one of these long days of summer. It seems that I've documented these days for year after year. The following poems is from my anthology of poems, Heart Strong, Collected Poems of Nina Serrano, 2000 to 2012. Good book. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And the poem is entitled Summer's Voice, and it goes like this. Summer's Voice for Susan Shirell. Her voice calls me away from discouragement and negative spaces, fills the air with hope, vibrating with encouragement, tinged with summer's joy. It is she who summoned summer to begin. These next two poems about summer are also uh, from yet another book, Heart's Journey, selected poems 1980 to 19. 19- 99, and this first one is called, excuse me for rattling pages here, Summer's Space. Summer's Space. Did the sunlight burn off my morning anguish? Or was it the mockingbird singing, twitting, chirping, and even imitating a cell phone ring? into this longer daylight, into this gently tumbling twilight. Summer's glories pierce the gloom, reminding me of my tiny role in the universe and my very special place. This next poem from that same book is called Summer. Easy weather for long evening walks come sliding in. City front yards turn to flowers. Why not my spirit into the euphoria of summer days? And these next poems are from my first book, Heart Songs written 1969 to 1979, and they were written in Cuba during some very hot summers. This first one is called Dry Season, and you'll hear some more pages turning. Here we go. Dry Season. I've run through a waterfall Swum in an abandoned bill pond, dove in lakes and rivers, jumped over rolling clean waves. I've watched over boiling pots, washed dishes, splashed buckets, mopped up puddles, listened to drops from leaky faucets, hung out wet clothes I rinsed. I've skated across frozen waters, pulling children in sled, missing the cracks that oozed water. I've sucked water from the bubbler, sailed boats in the fountain beneath the marble angel, cleaned leaves from the birdbath, bailed out the boat ankle-deep, descended into the guts of the ferry, floated on a rubber raft, and felt the rocking of the water. Water, water, water... Pour down on me. And this next poem is called The Open Eyed Sun. The opened eyed sun stares down on me, burning pores open for water. There is only relentless sun. My daughter turned seventeen on one of those Cuban summers, and I wrote the following poem, Butterfly Girl. Butterfly Girl, 17th birthday poem for Valerie Landau, my daughter. In 1958 in Madison, Wisconsin, the small capital of the dairy State, where cows tread the black earth to chew green grass in summer and dried hay brought by a half-frozen farmer in winter. Valerie Irene was born to green grass and clear lakes. Dressed in diapers and sunsuits, she faced the world. Her curls came later. She slept and ate a lot while her brother played, She grew to follow after him with words and running fat legs, shooting her first sentence through the summer screen door to a mother robin landing on her nest. Bird, no sit on egg! Afraid that the young would be crushed. By three... She painted pictures following her brother a little faster up and down their newly found streets on San Francisco's hills, preferring party shoes and dresses for digging holes in Dolores Park's sandbox while her brother rode his bike in circles. By five, she announced, the thing about art is all the colors match. She painted blue skies, brown tenements, white laundromat, "'collecting foreign dolls and toys for make-believe games. "'Nightly stories read from books with pictures were her world. "'Jumping rope faster and faster, never walking, "'always skipping, bouncing, running, "'long braids dangling behind as she went with her brother, "'but would not obey him. "'His patience lasted all the way to school, "'where she worried that she would not learn to read. "'But she did.' clutching her words white buffalo to her chest. She climbed the schoolyard jungle bars and hanging until her small hands grew calluses. She wove baskets and cloths, carved wood, strung beads, knitted, crocheted, sewed, jumped rope, threw jacks like a champion and went to birthday parties, added and multiplied. She was the butterfly of love, who brought joy to our life she sang to her brother's guitar and danced to the Beatles tunes while she learned of slavery and wars she marched and demonstrated painted picket signs to end the war in Vietnam now she learned when to run and when to stand her ground And then came the dances, the phone calls, and the tears. I am too fat. I am too thin. These shoes, that dress, wrong. Everything is wrong, especially my parents, my school, and my friends. But worst of all, my pimples. (laughs) Then she couldn't write poems or draw, because she had to be like everyone else. She studied how they walked and how they talked and danced to their steps, clapped for her brother's band, was friends with all his friends, in step, in style. That lasted a while until she grew to know she had to be Valerie. Pulling weeds in the heat of the sun, thinking, reading, writing in two languages, finding her way beneath the stars of two continents, butterfly girl breaking her cocoon, Valerie, valiant, beautiful, and being. (laughs) <laughs> well, today. Absolutely lovely, th- yes. Thank you. She's the grandmother of two small toddlers, and I'm the great grandmother. Oh, my God. And this is. No a- one would believe it to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a 21st century summer. This next poem is by the late New Yorkan poet, Peary Thomas, accompanied by some of the most extraordinary Bay Area musicians from the poetry CD, Sounds of the Street.
2: Give, give. Hey, I'm tired of being a half-assed nothing. I was bound to be something. I come into this stone world of streets, on the beat, with all its living, laughing, crying, and dying. I ain't lying. Hey through rooftops and streets set. Kinds of races of people and acts of hustles and rackets and drugs and eyedroppers. Life stoppers. I still feel the me inside rumbling low and crazy light, like I'm mad at something. And damn it, the craps. Living every day afraid, not digging what's in tomorrow, living life borrowed. What's the good of living in a present, hey, that got no future? Unless I make something for myself, not just die on some shelf. Without no say And I'll be a damn If I live it without having nothing to say I'm tired of feeling like The invisible cat in the flick Walking all over the place And the only time anybody looks at me Is to say Hey, get the hell out the way, kid. I know this world is on a hustle stick Cause it's the same here on the streets I repeat it's the same here on the streets And the only way to make it is on a hard kick I dig that coffin is the main wreck And that heaven is the main thing That makes your life swing I know all about you I've gone to the big school too I know how to survive Stay alive Have you ever punched a guy in a mouth with a garbage can handle? Have you ever split blood from jammed up lips? Have you ever felt pain from a kick to the grind? Have you ever chased in victory in a guy time supreme? Run and taste with stiff feet with all the heart you could muster. Hey, Buster. Tell me. Have you ever made out in darkened hallways with wet kisses and fumbling hands? Did you ever smother a frightened girl's rejection, forcing love from her over her objection? Have you ever filled your dreams with magic at what you wanted to be and cursed the bitch in mornings for dragging you back on the scene? Have you ever smoked a earbud to find your freaking mind? You ever stood on street corners looking at the world of mucho ricos and think, oh, yo, I ain't got a damn sound? Did you ever count garbage flowing down dirty streets? I repeat, down dirty streets. Did you ever stand on rooftop watching nighttime cover the bad below? Have you ever messed around with the hard stuff, more than enough, like cocaine and heroin? Have you ever filled your nose with a wild kick it broad, or pushed a needle full of poison and felt the sharp dough burning as it ate away your brain? And did you ever feel the downs going high as dookie drugs took effect? And you felt all your yearnings become sleepy memories and realities become illusions. And by you, yeah, you are what you want to be. Oh, can't you see? Did you ever stand small in quiet night and thug mommy and poppy fighting for lack of money to push off the lack of wants? Did you ever stand small with outstretched hands and a pleas from life? Watching your mom's pride on bended knees, going for a ride. Welfare investigator, not giving the needy welfare check. While you stood there, getting from nothing, and resenting it, just the same. Jebba sneaking to the movies to dig a crazy set. Riding long down shores, keepers, continental caddies, and such beaver smoothies, the vines that glows like you never ever saw before. Hey, did you ever belong to a gang Become a press like me. Did you ever have all your dreams of I'm a big man come true? Did you ever feel the strength of your amigo brothers, one another, with your sister warrior? Hey man, have you ever swung together? Swinging your heart out. Sweet voices harmonizing just as good as bros, you know. Did you ever dance to mambo beats? Charanga, merengue, Afro-Cuban heat? Did you ever let your whole soul be time to never-ending resentments? On your man, like nothing happening and nothing gained. Hey, world, you don't want to see me. I'll make you see me.
1: Perry Thomas, from the album Sounds of the Street. Perry, whose name was taken from the word spirit. Well, I wonder, listeners, if you're looking for a good book to read. I'm looking for a good book, yes. What was your What was your suggestion? Well, I'd like to recommend my newest book. Oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> which is also my first novel, and it's called Nicaragua Way. And let me read to you from the blurb oh hold on I have to find it here on my (laughs) I know you
0: worked on it for some time and I've seen little bits of it it looked wonderful
1: well to say that I worked on it for some time is an understatement I started it in 1993 so I think it went through seven versions, and I worked on it for 23 years. But you have to know there was some dead action time, as there often is in a project like that. Of course. Yes. So let me tell you a little bit about it. I'll read to you from the back of the book. Nicaragua Way tells the story of Lorna Almendros, a San Francisco Nicaraguan-American poet passionately engaged in supporting revolutionary struggles in Latin America and the Sandinista Solidarity Movement in the United States. Nicaragua Way follows Lorna, a single mother, searching for her roots, raising a daughter, falling in love, while facing deaths, griefs, intrigues, and her fears of menopause, empty nest, and aging. Through it all, she writes Poems. Set in San Francisco and Managua between 1975 and 1989, the novel portrays a rich cast of characters, including Brini, Lorna's daughter, Eddie, an organizer and revolutionary guerrero, Helen, her best friend and a city politician, and Maria Rosa, a Nicaraguan exiled immigrant. They move between San Francisco's activist arts community and Nicaragua building support for change in the shadow of U.S. undeclared wars in Central America. And anybody who wants to find the book can easily find it online. But if you want to... You're going wanted, to be
0: reading, in, in, in fact,
1: tell us about that. You're going to be reading in person. For the first time, I'm going to be reading in person at modern times bookstore on sunday august 13th at four o'clock it's a sunday and i'm going to be reading from the novel so if you're there please be sure to say hello
0: all right that's wonderful and, and we're going to hear more about Nicaragua Way in um, and, and future shows and I'm sure she's going to uh, allow us to hear some pages from the book that's not for today's show because we don't have too much time left and we don't want to rush it we want you to be able to note it and see it and feel it it's an extraordinary book I'm going to read a couple of quick poems uh, about uh, poets this first is called Pound's Silence Ezra Pound of course a silence kind of enveloped Pound in his last years. He didn't talk to anybody. He wouldn't talk about anything. It just sort of came to him and he would talked and talked for his whole life long. Pound silence, pound silence. Descending on him after a lifetime of talking, descending on him after a lifetime of talking, after a lifetime of telling, after a lifetime of telling, silence like air, silence like air surrounding him, surrounding him, pound silence, pound silence, judgment on his fierce assertions, judgment on his fierce assertions, imposed by no one but pound imposed by No one but pound. After a lifetime of telling. After a lifetime of telling. After a lifetime of talking. After a lifetime of talking. After having answers. After having answers for everything. For everything. The sudden, fierce, nothing. The sudden, fierce, nothing of silence. Of silence, and this is from my friend Bram from my friend Jake uh, Barry, and it's Bramble Dressey, book three, which was a book I hadn't known as well, and I began to read it, uh, and it was wonderful. Uh, it's an extraordinary book. He it begins with a quotation from from the book: "Am I speaking to anyone but myself? Heaven is near." I spent a few hours last night rereading Bramboo Drezzi, Book Three, the book I know least well. Heaven is dear. How is it possible that something I do not understand should appear to be so abundantly clear? I think the beauty of the language has something to do with this. The many stories, the images, strange, disturbing, the rambling, subjective passages, all have the feeling of a vast piece of music. Heaven is near. It is no more to be understood than music, and no less. Nietzsche, like St. John of the Cross, knew that night, too, is a sun. I hear animal shapes in the song. I'm tore open, raw, and clean. If the poem is like anything, it is like Eliot's Wasteland, except that Eliot's Wasteland has spawned an industry of explication, an industry of understanding, which I don't think can be done with Barry's great work. The poem is no more to be understood than life is to be understood. Though it is, heaven is near like life, to be experienced. I came here, Jake writes, to speak to the dead and found them alive and possessed by a green fire. Branches and leaves grew from their shoulders. That green heaven is near, is Whitman's color and the color of life. I fold my hands on my lap and study the raw nerve trees burning. I move in their
1: fever. The lines move in my heart. Beautiful poem, Jack. Thank Thank you you so much. It's been a pleasure doing the show with you again today. Oh, and a pleasure for me, too. Uh, Weepy me uh, these days, as you know. But... Very, very expressive, and I think it helps all of us. I'm going to close with a poem by the first time that I had to confront death. For my uncle's death in 1970. The death of you has still not come. Although your old body doesn't fill the shabby spaces they allotted it, I feel you with me as I live my history, rubbing against love, sunlight to moonlight, flowers pushing up through your grave. Memory is eternity. Memory is an ancient dance. Yes,
0: it is. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Erica Bridgman, for allowing us to get out onto the airways. And thank you, Nina. And thank you, Jack. Have a pleasant afternoon, everyone. We'll see you in a month. The Gallery at Impact Hub Oakland is an interactive space for artisans, theorists, creative entrepreneurs, organizers, and students designed to feature diverse voices and genres that are artistically and socially relevant. The programming intentionally nourishes partnerships between creatives, businesses, institutions, and the public. New exhibits open every first Friday, 6.30 to 10 p.m., and everyone is welcome. Impact Hub Oakland
1: is wheelchair accessible.
0: This is a benefit for only gallery. For more information, go to oakland.impacthub.net or call 510-858-2323. And you're listening to 94.1 KPFA and 80 80-